Good morning. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. First, I just want to say that um, if you saw me wearing the same shirt, if you were watching the recordings and you saw me in the same shirt over three days, please do not think that I wore the same shirt for three days. Uh, what really happened is I recorded all three of the videos on Saturday night uh, before we left town and then I uploaded them each one uh, the night before. So uh, I am changing my clothes regularly. I don't want anyone to worry about that. There is almost no comparison between the Mabul in our Parsha, the flood that Noah and his family experience that wipes out the entire world, the tragedy of literally unimaginable proportions, no comparison between that and our current situation of going through a global pandemic, except for the fact that both of these events are global. They affect the entire world. Both of them last, are lasting a long time. And the effects of them will last much, much longer than the events themselves. However, there are vital lessons we can learn from Noah what to do and what not to do that will help us in our situation today. And that's what I'd like to share with you this morning. So the Torah says, in our parsha of Noah for the Shabbos, God says he's going to destroy the whole world with a flood, the Mabul. And except for Noah and his family and the animals, and Noah builds the Teva, the ark, and there's this tremendous flooding, rain and flooding, and the whole experience lasts about a year until Noah and his family and the animals are finally able to leave the ark. And the Torah tells us, after it's over, and now it's time to start getting back to regular life. The Torah says, Vayochel Noach ish Vayita Korem. Noach, who was, after all, a farmer, began to rebuild, because everything had been destroyed on earth, he began to rebuild, and he planted a vineyard. He planted a vineyard. So, the first question is, where did he get the seeds to plant a vineyard? We know about his family. We know about the animals, two of each kind, seven of each of the kosher animals, but... Um, but, uh, but how did he have seeds? So the Truma Sadeshen, one of the early medieval commentators to the Torah, says that um, clearly Noah was planning for the future. And he realized if everything is going to be destroyed, it will be necessary not only to populate the, the world with human beings and with animals, but also with plants and trees. And so 
he brought at least a couple of kinds of seeds. And Rashi says that he brought two kinds of seeds. He brought grape seeds and he brought fig seeds to be able to plant fig trees. So the Truma Sedeshin asks, well, okay, the fact that Noah had grape seeds, well, that's kind of obvious because the Torah does say he planted a vineyard. So he had to have had seeds and there's no other way to plant a vineyard other than with seeds. So clearly he brought seeds with him. But how does Rashi know that he had, in addition to the grape seeds, he also had fig seeds? How does Rashi know that? The Torah doesn't mention it anywhere. So the Truma Shadeshin says, because the Torah says, Vayochel Noach, Vayita Karem. Noach began with the vineyard. That implies that he had a choice. If he only had one kind of seeds, the Torah would have simply said he planted the seeds that he had. But the fact that he had at least two kinds of seeds, and therefore the Torah says, he chose to begin with the vineyard, with the grape seeds. How does Rashi know that the other seeds were fig seeds? Well, that is kind of an educated guess because up until this point in the Torah, no other plant or tree is mentioned by name except for the fig tree, which produced the fig leaves that covered Adam and Eve when they realized that they had no clothes. So there is no other tree that is mentioned explicitly. So it makes sense logically to say the other one must have been a fig tree. Of course, it could have been something else. But the point is, there were at least two types of seeds that Noah had. And here's the problem. Our rabbis in the Talmud criticize Noah for choosing first to plant the grape seeds. The one which creates a beverage that is intoxicating. And the narrative in our Parsha goes on to show how Noah actually planted these grape seeds, produced wine, and ignominiously, while intoxicated with wine acted in a way that was debasing and immoral. So the choice of planting grape seeds first, our rabbis criticize. He should have planted the figs first. Grapes could come later, but the figs should have been first. So there are two lessons from Noah that I think apply to us right now. And that is, number one, going into a traumatic experience, you should bring with you seeds, literal seeds and figurative seeds that will help you rebuild when it's over. 
Imagine Noah on this ark, alone with just his immediate family and all these animals he's taking care of, and it's raining like it's never rained before, and it's flooding like it's never flooded before and never will flood again. Imagine the potential for uh, despair and discouragement and sadness that he would have. And imagine the solace and the comfort and the optimism Noah would have had all of those days in the rain and the flooding, seeing his piles of seeds and knowing that he would somehow be able to rebuild his life and the world when this was over from these seeds. He was able to see visually that he had the tools to rebuild after this is over. And in this, Noah succeeded. He had the seeds. But the second lesson that we learn from Noah is when it's over, you have to choose wisely what to rebuild first. What and how to rebuild in a manner that will be constructive so that things will be better afterwards. So that whatever benefits and lessons were gained during the flood would be not only sustained but developed and improved afterwards and certainly not to choose something that would undo and not cause the constructive rebuilding afterwards. And in this, Noah did not succeed. He should have chosen the figs first. We should be engaged in the first effort now, while this pandemic is going on, looking at and taking solace in and confidence from the seeds that we have, the blessings that we do have, the lessons that we are learning, and to be able to see that even if those seeds are tiny now, and they do not appear to have any life while we are going through this, but to recognize that these seeds can be planted and can grow and can yield beautiful and nourishing fruits. We should be thinking about the seeds that we have and looking to those seeds and taking comfort and solace right now. And we should also be thinking about the second lesson. What will we do first when we are able to do whatever we want. Which is the best choice? What have we not been able to do that we are looking forward to being able to do that we will choose to do first when we are able to do so that will enhance what we have benefited from during this time? that will develop, that will improve things going forward and not, God forbid, take us backward. My advice to you and to me, choose the figs. 
The figs are the way to go. My friends, I wish you a great day. It's wonderful to see you in person today. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. And even before that, I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow morning. Have a great day.